Well, the one that I remember the most was when I was a young man out at Smith's Fisheries. My uncle Oliver Smith, who ran our operation, would have parties out there that were oh, world-renowned. <laughs> he was uh, he was a very very hardworking man, and he worked hard and then played hard. And the parties he had at the fishery, he would have township officials, he'd have the sheriff's department, he'd have politicians, and he'd have people there, but he would fly in lobsters and clams uh, and all that uh, on the 4th of July and had the biggest party you ever wanted to see out at the fishery uh, with fireworks and, of course, a lot of uh, beverages. And uh, I remember one of the stories that I met a person one time and said, oh, uh, Oliver was your uncle. And and I said, yes. She said, oh. She said, we, uh, my husband and I uh, helped him at many of his parties out at, uh, at Smith's Fisheries. And I said, well, yes, there were legendary stories. She said, yeah, uh, I'd, I had to help uh, do up the cleanup and uh, serve the food and, and get everything in, in tip-top shape. But my husband had the hardest job. And I, I was kind of puzzled, and I said, well, what was that? She said, hiding the liquor. Thank you, and welcome to A Fresh Air Inspired Life. My name is Amanda, and today's guest is one of the friendliest people I have ever met. He is outwardly and genuinely friendly to anyone who crosses his path. He has lived right in Lac La Belle for 22 years and has been on the Grant Township Board for 16 years. Please welcome my dear friend, Ned Hewitt-Check. Hey, Nettie. Well, thank you, Amanda. I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Ned, do you remember when we met? I, I think it was over in Lac La and it was our trivia night. Yeah. And you were working for um, Troy and Kathy and, and uh, Dave. And uh, anyway, we had a lot of good fun there. A yeah. A lot of good fun. It was fun. I just, I remember being a little bit intimidated meeting the Lac La Belle cr crews, you know, on the, uh, on that trivia night, because I was from Copper Harbor, and then here I was bartending in Lac La Belle, the competing team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I got to meet, like, what, two eight tops full of Lac La Belle residents, but you definitely stood out in my mind, because you just were so friendly, and always just so sweet, and patient and just always have that cute smile on your face so anyways well, just thank was, you uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a fun night and, yeah uh, it was a, uh, you know of course during the winter and we we're looking for that night out yeah <laughs> Wednesday was, nights yeah it was a lot of fun it was fun. cool well uh where did you grow up Ned uh, I'm originally from Port Washington Wisconsin uh, it's 
located 30 miles north of Milwaukee on Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. And our family were commercial fishermen. Ah. And we were, I, my mother was Hope Smith, and she was the youngest of that generation who started uh, the Smith Brothers, uh, which we later became famous for. We had uh, three restaurants, mm. one in Port Washington, Wisconsin, and two in California, of all places. But we wow. started off as commercial fishermen, and we fished not only out of Port Washington, but Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and also then Oscoda, Michigan, on Lake Huron, and uh, Grand Marais on Lake Superior hmm. in here in Michigan. And then we, um, our restaurant, we started a restaurant in Port Washington in 1934. Oh, wow. And it started off booming. Very, very, it was, we primarily were serving strictly fresh fish and then we got into also seafoods mm. but our main attraction at the time was lake trout and it was the number one seller both in our fish market and the start of our restaurant but at that time the lake trout population was on a decline mm. starting with lake huron and then lake michigan and lastly lake superior due to the lamprey eel scare. Oh, wow. And uh, so my uncle, Lester Smith, which was the oldest of, of the four. Okay. Um, they were all children of my grandfather, Delos Smith. And he, he started looking to where we could buy a fishery where there was still uh, lake trout available. And he started negotiating with Jerry Lamron in the early 30s. And then he almost had it uh, purchased in 1934, which was the start of our restaurant. And then uh, Jerry, Jerry would always say, come back next year, come back <laughs> next year. And so uh, finally... We were able to buy the fish, I mean, the, uh, the fishery uh -huh. in 19, I think, 39. Unfortunately, Uncle Lester had a very serious injury from, he was in World War I, and he died in 1938, so he oh. never saw the start of this particular fishery, although we did have the one in Grand Marais at the time. Okay. So that was the start of it. So then everybody said, well, how did you get up here? Well, my father was a, a dentist in Port Washington. Mm. My mother was Hope Smith, the youngest. Uh, there was Lester, Evelyn, Oliver, and then my mother, Hope. And they were uh, the children of Delos and Delia Smith. And uh, so anyway, we, I started coming up here in, when I was two years old, which was 1944. We got pictures of uh, 
of that those activity we uh, we had the Bailey House at the time. Smith Brothers started renting the Bailey House almost immediately uh, upon purchasing that property because at the time the fishery was landlocked, meaning oh. you only could get there by water. Okay. And they needed a place for the fishermen to go in case they couldn't get into the harbor due to a storm or a lot of winds and, and high seas. So uh, Smith Brothers started renting that there were four cottages on top of the hill, on top of the waterfalls in Lac La Belle, and they, uh, Smith Brothers started renting it for $25 a year. Oh my gosh. Net, net. No taxes, no nothing. No, 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 no. So, but the, uh, they were old mining homes. They were built in 1873 and they were uh, in rather, well, they were in poor shape. They had not been used since the stock market crash of 1929 oh, okay. till uh, late 1939 or 1940. That part of the records is a little vague. Then uh, we started a fishing operation there, and Oliver was in charge of it. And he, uh, it was nothing but work, 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 work. I mean, it was, because it was, Nothing was, there was no machinery at the time. Mm. It was all saws by just hard work back and forth and stuff like that. And finally, things changed. Um, we were able to put in a road out to the fishery, the world famous Smith's Fisheries Road. Yeah. In 1950. Wow. 1950. And that kind of changed things. So then, um, so then Smith Brothers was going to turn back that very expensive $25 a year lease. <laughs> and my father was a dentist in Port Washington, and he loved coming up here uh, because he didn't have to shave or he <laughs> could wear his oldest clothes instead of mm-hmm. a suit and tie and everything else. And uh, he loved coming up here. So dad and mother took over that lease and paid the $25 till 1968. Wow. At that time, we were able to buy, if we if we wanted to buy the building. Oh, okay. With that, but you had to understand it was leased land. Mm, okay. And if lease land meant if they found anything under your property, it, your pro- you were a goner. They owned it. Mm. They oh, okay. owned it. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's how we started coming up here. Then we as a family would come up here from Wisconsin, an eight-hour drive. Mm-hmm. We'd be up here at least four or five times a year. Then as I got older, a little stronger, and I could do a little more work, uh, I was out at the fishery quite a few uh, weeks of the year in the summer, helping out. And of course, got to know a lot of the characters that worked for us. And we had, a, at one time, a, a full-time cook out there. 
her name was Minnie Carpenter, and she was a honey. And no. she would cook uh, to the, for the fishermen. She'd cook uh, three meals a day, uh, Monday through Friday, and then morning breakfast and a morning uh, and a noon meal on Saturdays. And then the fishermen were off for that day and a half. And uh, then uh, <laughs> one of the hardest jobs that I thought, well, one of the hardest jobs I ever had there, in my mind, was going to try to find a fisherman on late Sunday afternoon to get him back to back to work. Yeah. I had to, had to go from quite a few establishment to establishment oh. and try to find him. And then we'd find him, and, uh, but I got to know a lot of them, and a lot of them were real, real fine people. Uh, most of them were, were Finnish. There was Johnny Kotonimi, Ernie Mikola. Uh, I could name others, but uh, those are two that I remember. And they were always real good to me. And uh, I still have fond memories of them. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. you kind of started doing some summers at the fishery. And when you guys moved up, you did you work there yourself? Like... Uh, no, not really no. Uh, okay. Later on in my life, I I kind of ran our fisheries, okay, and all that. But uh, uh, but I never did. No, I never really worked on the boats. Oh, I went out a couple times as a kid, many times as a kid, and sometimes the fish they would throw in the boat were almost as big as I was. Oh my god! <laughs> that was early years. Early sure, years. sure. I still got some of those. Uh, so it was uh, videos of that, yeah. Well, videos? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So then I know that you did go into the service sometime, probably yeah. the, the earlier slash. Yes, I, um, mm -hmm. I had gone to school at a University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. Oh, okay. Which was a business school and had a good time there, and, and my grades kind of showed it. But <laughs> I had some good times, but... I was fortunate enough to, to graduate, and then um, then the draft was right around the corner. Mm. And another friend who had gone, I had gone to high school with, and college. Uh, we went out one day, and all of a sudden, we were over poured a couple times, and <laughs> so then we went and volunteered for the draft. And oh my uh, gosh! And which put our name higher on the list because it was it was inevitable that we we're going to get called. Okay. Uh, and I I ended up in Vietnam. He ended up in Japan. Ah. And he was also a college graduate and everything else. But uh, we always tease about that. <laughs> he said he had more. Uh, he was he had more. He was scared to cross the, the streets of Tokyo than I was. Uh, you know, I was in danger in Vietnam. He said wow. he was more danger in crossing the streets of Tokyo. Oh my gosh! Kind of a joke. I yeah. Suppose. So anyway, that was in the early '60s. I and then, mm. oh, probably the thing I should have answered your first question on was uh, that year that we we went. I went in the service. We were both. We were, both were. Uh, went to Fort Knox 
that particular, and that was in March of 65, and then in uh, the summer and fall of 65, I were either at I was either at Fort Knox or Fort Benjamin Harrison, which is Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. And uh, I loved it so much up at Keweenaw that you were only supposed to go within 150 miles of where your pass was given out at. Mm. Well, that particular spring and summer and early fall. I made it up to Keweenaw 16 weeks in a row, <laughs> hitchhiking, hitchhiking, oh, and all that. Oh, my gosh. You're such a rebel. Uh, well, you talk about stupidity. <laughs> if I had had a, if anything would have gone wrong, oh my gosh. it would have been me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then, uh, then it was finally, we finally went to Viet. I went to Vietnam in early, uh, uh, 66. Okay. And got home in, uh in uh, early 67 so uh, congratulations yeah. coming back home well it's uh it's uh been a big part of my life and and uh with many of the benefits i get from the va thankfully i've uh i've lived a comfortable life oh, and good. they've taken care of a lot of uh a lot of my surgeries or uh or whatever pills and sure. all that, but i'm fine oh yeah. good Cool. So then, uh, so then, how do you end up, you know, like with your own place in the Keweenaw? Uh, good question. Uh, when I came back in '67, I was worried about the lease because we were uh, going into '68. Also, uh, you'd owned the building, but you, the lease was ticking on and on and mm. on and on. So anyway, then comes, uh, I went to CNH every year I was up here trying to renegotiate the lease. Mm. And finally, I was able to renegotiate the lease in 67 for 50 years, wow. which at that time I thought was eternity, of yeah. course. <laughs> eternity. All of a sudden, it now it's past this by seven years. But anyway, then, uh, so that gave us, uh, uh, then, all of a sudden in 1991, CNH started opening up various lots in Lac La Belle. Mm, okay. Various lots. And then we go, and we go, and at that time we thought that the prices were high and all that. Mm. But I remember talking to Krabby Jack. I don't know if you remember that name. Yeah, uh, I you know, know. A couple, couple of colorful words and he'd say, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it right away. Whatever, da, 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 da. So uh, we were able to, uh, and I negotiated, I was able to help myself and our neighbors on top of the hill buy the property. Oh, cool. At that time, it was like, you know, a ton of bricks off your uh, yeah. your back. You had the you had the property. You had, uh, you know, the land and everything else. Then when I was able to come up here 
full time. I I always said I wanted to retire up up in the Keweenaw. A lot of my friends went to warm weather month uh, yeah. states, and uh, everybody said you're not going to make it, Ned. You won't make it. You won't make it. I said I'll make it, and uh, so anyway, that was yeah. So then I was able to also buy some other land in Lac La Belle, mm-hmm. which I lucked out on. And uh, so I've got a comfortable place in Lac La Belle, overlooking, uh, overlooking Lac La Belle. And yeah. a lot of people come up and they go, this is the best kept secret in the Keweenaw. This is gorgeous. Da, 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 da. Well, there's a million kept best, best secrets, uh, kept secrets in 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 the Keweenaw, but I think I, I do have one of the nicers, Ooh, nice awesome. ones. And then, uh, well, it was so nice that uh, our under sheriff asked if she could have her uh, wedding up there last Aww. June twenty uh, fourth. Nice. And I was thrilled Aww. because uh, she had asked Donnie Pichet if uh, is Nan on that property, and he says, "Yeah, I think so." He said, "Could you ask if we could have our wedding up there?" Aww. Well. It not only worked out, it was a beautiful day, and we had, you know, it was spectacular. So it is a a wonderful spot. We have the creek meanders past our place that that I originally bought. Mm. Um, And it, uh, that we had originally bought, and that's the one that meanders by and is the waterfalls in in Lac La Belle. Okay, wow. In, in Lac La Belle, yeah. Well, then I also kind of looked out along the way. Our neighbors uh, right next door to the east were uh, were moving, and they wanted to know if I wanted to that I should be the one that to buy them out. And I said, nah, I no, 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 no. Well. We made ourselves a pretty good deal back and forth. And yeah. So I not only have what we call the Bailey House, but also the Davison Cottage. So they're they're built in the same year. They're twins, although oh, okay. inside they're, of course, decorated differently and all that mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, so I have the two places up there. Jeez, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm bragging. <laughs> anyway, then uh, we also were able to build a, a huge garage three years ago on some of the property that I was able to buy uh, along the way, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's quite a place. Nice. Yeah. And when did Stella come into the picture? Well, you know, so Stella gets mad so if I tell it this way. Oh. <laughs> uh, we uh, we first we first knew each other when we were fourteen years old. Oh my God! I'm from Wisconsin. She's from up here. But when there was activities in Lac La Belle, wherever wherever you could see a girl or guys, all of a sudden they were together, uh-huh. and that's when I really uh, down at uh, Copus's cottage. Bill Copus was a superintendent of schools in uh, in Keweenaw County for in Mohawk, and he had a daughter our age, my 
I had a brother, older brother, and a younger sister. Mm. And we we got I got to know Stella when she was fourteen. Wow! And she goes, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and it was <laughs> it was kind of true. So anyway, then uh, then I had lost my wife uh, to breast cancer in 1988. Oh, okay. And then uh, Stella lost her husband on July 4th. It'll be. I think 24 years ago, this coming year. Wow. Yeah. So then we just kind of, I think we, we kind of re-met over at, uh, at uh, Bear Belly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a so, cool story. Yeah. I love stories yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I know you were fishing. Oh, yeah. Fishing for a good love story. You know it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So what kind of just kind of get into maybe more a little bit of the present if you don't mind or the last oh, couple fine. couple decades few decades whatever you th- want um what are some of the things that you really notice changing about the area where you live um as things kind of grow around here yeah we uh we talk about that a lot uh you know as as some of the Older names down in Lac La Belle, which I got to know many, 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 many. Of course, then they passed on and passed it on to to uh, their their relatives and all that. Uh, but we also do see a lot of names changing, where uh, a lot of the uh, old timers, if I call it right, uh, just saw it changing too fast and they didn't mm-hmm. think they could afford it. Okay. And then they sold out and all that. And uh, so I, I see that change. And of course, with our society being, uh, you know, just you can go anywhere, wherever you want in no time at all anymore. Mm. It's You do see people from, from all over and all mm-hmm. that. And for the most part, they're just wonderful, wonderful people. Oh, good. Again, you know, you get down on some things, and but they're wonderful people wherever. But uh, I do see a lot of name changes, which is all right. And uh, and then I also see where people uh, coming from all over uh, other states are looking to buy up here for the peace and serenity that we have mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And and. The encouraging part is that a lot of them are younger people, mm. uh, with with young kids and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it with your school over here. It, mm-hmm. It's booming. It's mm-hmm. booming. And there was a couple of years there. It was we thought we'd have to go out and adopt a few kids right. uh, to bring them to your schools. <laughs> right. But uh, it's it's filled up with uh, nice young people that are going to make this part of their lives. Nice. Nice. So I recently had a, a listener tell me that he kind of binged, listened to a bunch of these episodes, and that made him really want to reach out to the locals more. So I, you're such a friendly guy. I'm curious, what advice do you have for a prospective new resident or someone who did just move here as far as, you know, really getting to know the locals? Yes, Uh well, if you move to a place, in my mind, you ha- you should 
that you should become active mm-hmm. and uh, and take part and try to uh, try to make things better instead of harder better yeah. and everything for the for the better and uh, that's the advice I would give them but get active right away mm. I don't care if it's uh, local politics I don't or it could be uh, with your church it could be with uh, uh, as for instance I'm a mason and I was active in our Masonic Lodge up here, as I was in Wisconsin. But uh, whatever you do, whatever you believe in, stick to it and work for it. Work for the betterment. Uh, possibly change and possibly not change. Hmm. But whatever you, you feel, do it. Uh, I've seen a lot of activity here in Copper Harbor. I think your school is doing very well and all that. And I think even our uh, township, uh, we've had problems and all that. And part of our problem is that we just can't get enough people involved. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we've, we had some tragedies. There was a the death of the one lady. Mm. And that was, that was just awful. And stuff like that and all that. But... Uh, Whenever they come in, if they get involved and can bring whatever expertise they have to the table, it's all for the better. All for the better. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So I know that you are involved currently in the township. um, And like we said, for about 16 years now, that's awesome. Not only that you're involved at all, but because for anyone who listening who doesn't know, Grant Township is pretty much Copper Harbor and Lac LaBelle. Those are the the two main towns that are in it. So for Ned to bring um, representation for Lac LaBelle is really awesome. And I'm curious, I I really like what you said about getting involved. Um, So when you see conflict in the area, what are the principles and beliefs that you draw on to help resolve that? Well, I think we all should keep our calm and try to think things out. Mm Mm-hmm. It may not be what what uh, what is on my mind or whatever, mm. but try to come to a, a closer middle mm. instead of just uh, swinging away and just say blah 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 blah. But uh, and we've had some we've had problems as you may know, but I, I really think things are slowly coming together and we're getting closer to being back to. A great normal, uh, but it sure has gotten a long way from when I first came up here. I don't know if you knew where the township uh, office was. was where? Delaware. Delaware was the township yeah. Yeah. office? Oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't there know There used to that. be four houses there. There are oh, now wow. two, as you know. Oh, wow. And you'd have to go and pay your bills and in the wintertime, like... <laughs> February 14th, and you'd slide down all those steps and oh into you go. And da, 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 da. That was the township office. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we've gotten a lot of tremendous improvements along. Sure. Be it Copper Harbor or Lake Bell or Baby mm-hmm. Cree. And, uh, yeah, we go as far as, you know, way down toward uh, toward Gay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
so I guess I'm just curious overall, like all your life um, experiences, how do you think you became so approachable and friendly? Were you born that way or did you <laughs> learn that? I mean, you're so oh, sweet. I, oh, Amanda, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, uh, uh, well, I don't know if I can answer that. I just uh, kind of, I enjoy people mm-hmm. and I like being around them and everyone is in my mind including me, a different type of a character. Mm. And you just got to find that out and, and bring it out. But there's there's so much talent here, it's unbelievable. Mm. And if uh, I don't care who it is, you can learn from them. You can learn about the past. You can learn uh, where we may be going or whatever. But listen to them. And, and I don't care if it's working for the county board or Grand Township or what, if, if uh, don't be shy, anybody, just come forward and, and uh, give it a try because there is a lot of talent there. Awesome. Well, I was going to ask if you have any wise words for our listeners, but you've just given so much great advice throughout kind of this whole interview. Is there anything that you kind of think you'd really just like to stick with our listener? No, not really. Uh, just uh, they're very around like LaBelle, come on on top of the hill. And uh, in the summer, I'm there. In the winter, I go south over to Stella's house. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'd like to show you around. I'm very proud of it. Uh, I don't know if many people knew, but the, the train used to come down right in front of my cottages in Lac La Belle. And that was a big thing years wow. ago that on a Sunday afternoon, people would come from Calumet to go down to Lac La Belle for a Sunday afternoon ride. Wow. So, so if you're around, I'd like to show you around because it, it, it is a well-kept secret, but I, I'd like to share it with anybody. Yeah, see yeah. what's up at the top of the falls there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, anything anything else you'd like to share with us today? Not really. Uh, okay. I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much of me, me, me. But uh, I'm I, the Kiwano. I'm a Kiwano boy. That's yeah. all there's to it. You're so interesting. Yeah. Everybody said hey, you're not going to make it, Ned. You won't make it two years. Well, I made it more than two. Yeah. More than twenty-two. So that's right. Yeah. So you go. You show them all. Well, Ned, thanks so much for joining us today. And I'd also like to thank you, our dear listener, for joining us. Uh, Till next time, remember how important it is to reach out and be friendly and be good to yourself. (laughs) 